ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I got nothing. I, okay. I can't improvise. We're in a band. Jay can't improvise. If I was in, a, if I was in a rap battle, I would literally die. <laughs> like, not, not even just lose the rap. Would battle. they kill you, or would you just die? I, I just, I just die because of my mad sick skills, yo. <laughs> the, the promoter would be killed too for putting you on the stage. Yes, I mean they have to take some responsibility too. I mean, I'm not the only one that waves their gun out in traffic. So. <laughs> right, guys. One time I was driving on a highway in Georgia with my buddy. Actually, he was driving. I was in the passenger seat. People were like boxing him in. So he was being a dick to them. And then he ends up pulling a gun. Like, and he's like waving it at this dude. And the guy just like slows down and backs the fuck off. I was, I was like, I was like, okay, I almost just died right there. Great. This is, this is fun. Well, because of that, road rage. That guy was me. <laughs> you play chestnut checkers. <laughs> Seven year old me because it was probably twenty three years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I was about I was about ten years ago. I was on the I was on the loose driving. So today's topic is going to be, how do you live with a spouse? How do you live with a spouse in general, but in a band? (laughs) True. (laughs) Being in a band with significant others is tough, I guess. Yeah. And and our relationships kind of range in order. Jay has a girlfriend, and Mike has a fiance. I have a wife. Yeah. I, I also have a grandma. So, so it's I, I don't. Is she involved in? It's uh, kind of like sort of a it's kind of like Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon, like he's got like oh, I'm like Charizard, Char- Char- Charmander, Charmander, and then I'm I'm oh, what's the one in the middle between Charizard and it's like the dumb one no one cares about. It's like red. Oh yeah, I don't know. But he's he's the it does, it, the, it ta- makes, the Taylor it, Hansen of the Charizard. Yeah, well, role. that's me. So <laughs> and then Nick is apparently Charizard. His relationship is Charizard. Sure, I don't know if that means but okay. <laughs> I don't think that's relevant. I'll go with it. Oh, oh, Charmander Evolution. Hold on. Oh, you got it? How much is that card worth these days? Oh, Charmeleon. Oh, Charmeleon. Oh. There's this like one. A- See, remember? It's like, it's like red. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it just kind of goes, Charmeleon, or something like that. It's just, <laughs> that's, that's all it fucking does. It's so lame that all they can say is their own name. Like, what are they, Hodor or something? <laughs> well, he was trying to hold the door. So... Yeah, yeah, he actually has a reason for it. Where the fuck is Pikachu's reason? Uh, don't care. Game of Thrones has been out for like ten years now, so don't spo- spoil it. Spoilers. <laughs> He's holding the door. Okay, oh, that's man. his name. Holdor. 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 Someone, someone listening to this is like an episode before that episode. They're like, oh! that, that's me. I'm only on season five right now. Oh really? I, oh no. Oh, I just ruined. I, well, you don't know why he's holding the door. Oh, uh, true. <laughs> so, who wants to go first? Oh boy, I, I think whatever we say, we're going to get in trouble for. <laughs> yeah, but here's the great thing: is our significant others don't listen to this. Not at all. Oh, we can not, say whatever we want. What, we, we got an argument on the way to a movie <laughs> because of that. We were like, "You never listen to my podcast." <laughs> well, you don't. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what, now, hold on, hold on. What, what were those blah blah blahs, Mike? Who go knows? ahead. What, what's your guess of one one possible blah blah? Uh, probably something I, about a period. Probably, probably car re- card reading or her interest in general. Just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You never pull a tarot. You never let me pull tarot on you. I'm like, <laughs> you never vacuum the pet fur. <laughs> no, I, I vacuum. Oh, I vacuum. I think he's talking about my pink carpet. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think what, what were oh, the blah 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 oh, for, for Jay. Yeah. Oh no, I don't think Diane was. No, she she oh, called. She called I, we shouldn't. Say, maybe we shouldn't. Say, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, I've said her name millions of times. Don't matter. Um, she calls this podcast mouth garbage <laughs> or mouth trash. Nice. Yeah, one of those. Mouth, mouth I feel. Trash. I feel like it was garbage just because. I, like that hurts more than trash. <laughs> like, like I've been called trash so much in my life. She said that the second one was better. The first one was terrible. And now the fifteenth one is just awful. This is the worst. <laughs> this really is. This, this is. Our we, we're one. like the backwards Pokemon. We're like really bad now. We started out as Charizard, then we flew too close to the sun. Now we're crashing back to Earth. We're not even at episode six. Am I miss, if, am I uh, if I'm mixing up uh, Pokemon and uh, Greek mythology here, or uh, it's just no? Okay, it's, we're good. It's natural. Anyway, um. So, <laughs> so it's good. It's good. That's my. <laughs> All right. So I, I'll go Mike, first. Mike, so I'll edit this one if you having want. Having <laughs> a relationship. No, I, I'm reminded of the Journey song, Faithfully, where uh, he's Suck talking about life. how, yes, it's so hard to keep relationship and be on the road. Yep. They don't go together. And uh, almost most musicians you can think of, they if they're if they're in a relation if they've been married for a long time they're usually old and they got in that relationship towards the end of their heavy touring part of their career you know not too many of them got married young got famous stayed with them and they're still together like they like Paul McCartney's had like what three or four wives i mean there's yeah, so like, many just the guys examples. from rush <laughs> yeah pretty much rush is like the only one rush is like the only nerds that <laughs> yeah. stay with the same woman. none of them had a set well uh, neil Peart did but that was out of his hands um, yeah, yeah. I wonder if it has to do with the type of music because that's like progressive rock, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I I think of it like like in the military, I was I was a nurse, right? Well, I am a nurse, but my job series disgrace nurse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just gave a bunch of people insulin when they didn't need it. It's just it's normal. Um, my my job series because it's a nurse because you have to study so much to do it. It attracts. A different population than say a infantryman who their entire training is like 11 weeks long and then they go off and kill people true very true so so maybe maybe that mental it's because you have to be a little bit smarter to play progressive rock right for sure like you you have to know music theory you have to actually study and you have to count you gotta do all this stuff so so maybe that intellectual capacity makes them more prone or able to do long-term relationships <laughs> they, I, um, I can count. <laughs> they, they w- would always attribute their not like fucking up in life to in the early days. Um, they, they would open for all these other bands who would fuck up horribly oh, in life, yep. so they like learned their lesson. But a million other bands open for those same bands too, and I'm sure most of them fucked up their lives, you know, or they just got off the road and just fucking. Yeah. Worked in IT. <laughs> I feel like with the progressive rock, I feel like the guys from Dream Theater are very similar. Yeah, right. Yeah, like exactly. They've, they've had they've had long term relationships. Yep, all of them. Yeah. I feel like because when you're in a band like that, you have like a really diehard fan base, and you're not just playing for like 
we're number one on the charts and everyone wants to fuck me. Like, like, you know, like wants a piece of me and all, and all this stuff, you know what I mean? And like when you're playing progressive rock, you're playing two year fans and it's more of a job that you love. And you're mainly it, playing to dudes. Yes. So, so that, that could be another thing. Like That's the, probably the temptation is it. less. It's probably, it's like 90, you look at an audience of a rush concert. It's like 90% 50 year old men. <laughs> when uh, me and Diane saw dream theater last year, uh, not recently, but last year after the concert, she was like, Oh man, I gotta I got use the bathroom. And she's like, oh, it's going to be a big line. I'm like, Diane, this is a dream theater concert. There was <laughs> zero line for, for the female. There, there wasn't even a single woman inside the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> she went inside and she was like, <laughs> She's like, wow, it's so clean in here. <laughs> she peed, she peed with the door open. <laughs> yeah. It didn't matter at all. Just like man spread it. Just like, yeah, let's do this. Might as well. Only shot. Um, I, I watched uh, Sammy Hagar said in an interview that, uh, oh, it's my train of thought. <laughs> Sammy Hagar so Sammy, said So Sammy Hagar uh, was going 55. And then he went. In, <laughs> he went in the women's bathroom. Yeah, at the went, he went to the women's bathroom. Oh, drink no, 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 got it. Uh, <laughs> he, he said that uh, he was on like uh, Andrew Schultz's podcast. Maybe anyway, he asked him like straight up, like, how often would you guys actually get laid? Like, is it just you know, is it myth or you guys just talking up a lot? He was like, in all honesty, man, it was pretty much every show. Yeah, and the few shows I didn't, it, I had two the night before. You know, it's. It was that many. <laughs> Def Leppard were famous for their their tour in '87, um, and and '88 and '89. I think it was like one, like two two year tour, or whatever. They played in the round in all these arenas. Um, so, uh, meaning the stage is in the middle of the of the general mission floor seating, right. instead of being up against the back. Um, and underneath the stage, they have you know a lot of the extra lights under there. A whole crew is underneath. There's a lot going on. They would fuck girls under the stage during the show. <laughs> <laughs> so that, like they, they would each take like a solo well not all of them but three of the yeah three of the five would take a solo at some point and whoever's not on stage would be downstairs a lot of the time fucking someone else oh my god that's how AIDS was spread <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just can't imagine coordinating that like especially in our situation can't be like hey guys can just just do like a guitar and drum solo I'm gonna go back and bang this chick behind the I, I feel like it would have to be like pretty quick though like how long are you gonna like like yeah like, I, I need romance tw- like, tw- I need yeah, like 22 yeah. minutes later you just come back out there and it's like, it's <laughs> sweaty like, like 10 minutes later 11 minutes, 11 minutes. <laughs> if that I, I, and and the quality of give the girls too. Give me thirty-seven too. seconds, boys. I'll be back. <laughs> give me three and a half pumps. We'll be there. It's like four and measures done. <laughs> um, did you guys see like the Motley Crew? Um, yeah, documentary. Dirt. Dirt. I thought it was really good. But like they're showing the groupies in there, and you know that's constant sex the entire time. And I'm I'm sure it was very much like that. But the girls are very attractive in the movie. Right. However, from everything I've seen and heard, it sounds like the groupies were pretty fucking gross. Like I watched on um, Howard Stern, he had Slash on in like '96, like not not long after he had broken up after he left Guns N' Roses, and he brought like three or four groupies with him into the studio, and they're you know they're like grabbing his dick and shit like on you know like on air. They were disgusting. They were so they were like fours. They were really really gross. So yeah, like, but if you do four of them, that's like, <laughs> that's like doing a sixteen. <laughs> I know math. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed how long it actually took me to calculate that. 
I, I, I know it sounded like I just you know did it in my head, but no, I pulled out a calculator. Maybe do four more, and then <laughs> plus a Wait, five. Four twos plus. <laughs> you know, if you do four, <laughs> four if you multiply that, that 16 by four, <laughs> and then a plus a five, that equals 69. Ooh, that's a good number. <laughs> guy I used to tour with, he... Um, he he would bang chicks on the road, and he'll never listen to this, so I, I'm not too worried about him hearing this. But yeah, he, they wouldn't be great looking. But his name was Darren. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they wouldn't be great looking, but <laughs> chicks that aren't great looking have other skills. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just put it that way. They, they they have to get real good at other stuff. Well, we went from talking about a significant others to no, 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 this is relevant. It, it definitely it applies. Yeah, for it, sure. All right, so I, I, I'll give my my strategy for for my wife and I, um, and how that could like how could you scale that into like a touring big famous Black Sabbath band or whoever it is. All right, so uh, uh, our strategy was um, we were, we were driving back home one day, and we had been. We, we were engaged for like uh, maybe six months at the time, so, something like that. So our wedding was in like October. So let's say this is, I don't know, let's say this is like May. Um, so we're driving back and then she says, I, I think we should have kids. I want to have kids. And we had never discussed it before at all. And obviously she's thought about it for... But you, you know, were married already? No, we were engaged. We were oh, like engaged, okay. Four or five months away from, from our wedding. Um and my response was nothing. <laughs> just stared at the road. I'm driving. Slowly drifting in off the shoulder. <laughs> I literally said not a word. You're like, please have a drunk driver on this road right now, please. <laughs> slowly crossing the double yellow like in, like in the movies. <laughs> a, a semi that's not paying attention. Just anything. God save me. Now, it really isn't fair when they ask a question, when they ask a question like that or propose something like that. Because they've been thinking of something like that half their lives. I've been thinking of it starting now. And I'm supposed to say the perfect thing and make the perfect decision for the rest of my life when I put literally zero thought into it. Uh, how old, how old were you at this time? Uh, 28. 20. Yeah. Alright, so you, you were getting past your Maybe prime. Maybe like turning 20. <laughs> Maybe turning 20. Well, we met when I was 27. So you, were start, you were starting to become a four. <laughs> I'm way past that now. Like no, no, no. 2.8. Like, like, like men kind of have like a lull, but then we go back up. <laughs> I, I got about 10 years before I peak. <laughs> so. And when I do, I'm going to peak <laughs> all over you. <laughs> he's, got, he's like, I got, I got 10 years and about 35 pounds. To <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, all, that's all it'll take. So we had about 15 minutes left in the ride, if that. Um, and I literally didn't say one word, and she didn't say a word. She's like, "What's going on right now?" Like, in her, I can't imagine what's going on in her head. And uh, and we pull in, turn off the car, and I was like, "Okay, under one condition, I don't leave my band. Hmm. Ooh. Even after a kid's born and all that, I'm gonna keep with a band." She was like, "That sounds fine. How, how about one practice a week?" Two practices, a uh, two shows a month, sometimes three. I was wondering how, how you arrived at that. That um, was it. We decided that day, and, and that was uh, what seven years ago, and we've kept kept to that pretty. Uh, yeah, exactly. Nice. Kept to that. Nice. 
I haven't had an yeah, issue. Yeah, I give you a lot of respect because, like, I always, uh, I always think about, like, man, you got, like, so much shit going on. He's got, you got, you know, Nick's got two kids and, uh, it, you know, it, it pretty, you know, decent age gap, not decent age, like, like three, five th- years apart, three, three, four years. It, age it gap was, between? they were both planned to the day. Yeah. Okay. Literally to the day they were both planned. Uh, <laughs> but the, no, well, because we couldn't, we couldn't do two, um, I say we couldn't afford. I mean, we could afford. We just didn't want to use the millions and millions of dollars given to us from all our many, many <laughs> sponsors. Your studios. Uh, yes. But uh, we uh, we didn't want to use money towards uh, two kids in daycare at the same time. So we uh, purposely yeah. spread them. So, uh, that's, that's, so Wow. Look at that. They are, are, they're four years apart. And Grandma graciously helped watch for the first year of each of their lives. So nice. when one, term, one was just going into kindergarten, the other one just started uh, preschool. Yeah, take care. Whatever. I kind of give you as an example to uh, to Alyssa and kind of just be like, <laughs> it, it can be done. He's doing it. <laughs> it can be done. I mean, it was it was it's not easy. The the number no, of sleepless nights no. and all that stuff. And yeah, you know, there was times where like, oh man, I wish you didn't have fucking practice this week. I'm like, yeah, I know, but you know. Oh yeah. Or you know, a Friday, oh, you always get that Friday gig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me every that week. I, I got a little of that today. <laughs> Are you sure you got to practice this morning? I was like, all right, we won't practice next week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, I get it. I get it. Everything. Uh, not all the time, but like usually it's something like, um, like if I, if I, like yesterday I went out fishing with a buddy mm-hmm. and then I came home kind of like nine o'clock and then tonight she's like, oh, I'm not going to see you, I guess, until the, tomorrow. <laughs> bye. Is that, is that your John C. Riley impression? Bye. See you tomorrow. Like, uh, I, uh, I understand, you know, like. I, at least she wants to be around me. I don't understand that. What the fuck is wrong with her? It's weird. It's very weird. G- gay. <laughs> what do you? Think? It's it's weird because after a gig, um, the the next day, for several days after, I don't feel like a musician, like at all. Like mm. I, I I give so much of it away on stage that when I'm at home, like I can't even imagine singing or anything. Like it it. It just doesn't compute. I'm like, I'm not a singer. I'm not. A, I'm not a. I don't, I don't get on stage. I don't do any of that. But then two weeks, <laughs> two weeks go by. Here I am back on stage. <laughs> so how would you you scale an agreement like that for like a touring band? It, it's almost like being an army wife, but he goes away uh, every year for three four months and comes back and then goes in the studio for you know after a month of rest for three or four months and repeats the cycle over and over and over i was just reading part of rush's uh tour book from 1984 um grace under pressure tour everyone cares and uh nope. and, and they're saying when they're no, just after moving pictures no one cares <laughs> even just mixing the album they were doing 14 hour days mixing the album yeah I th- I think a lot of it has to do with money as well. It, it's it, if if you're touring that long, but you're sending the money back, and you're actually helping to to ease your partner's burden, then that probably makes a big difference. Then if you're just fucking off on the road, like 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 that meme that you sent, that's like, sorry, honey, I can't I can't go out tonight. I have band practice, <laughs> and it's a collage of people drinking beer and eating pizza, and smoking weed. But then, <laughs> yeah, then you saying. get that. Then you get that line though. He was like, I, I bought you a giraffe. I want you, Dewey, not a goddamn giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> I bought you a giraffe. <laughs> Or a monkey. He had a draft at one point, but I think he might have been talking about monkey in that part. Yeah. I wonder, like, 
I'm sure Getty's described it in like an interview, but like, how did he like with his kids? Like, you know, like dad's gone. It's all or like a baseball player or any sort of sports at like at, like athlete in general. Like you're gone for, you know, three months at a time at probably at minimum. You know what I mean? Like especially back in the day when like the tours were just going forever. Yeah. Even somebody who comes back like at night, but it's like late at night every day. Michael K. The announcer for the Yankees, yeah. and he has a, a radio show, uh, what, four hours a day that that thing's on, uh, 98.7, I think it is. Like, he just he just won an award for Father of the Year. And they have a full-time nanny lives in their house. How is this asshole <laughs> Father of the Year? I've done a million times more than you have. You don't lift a finger. You talk, you don't even know their middle names? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? That's Father of the Year is working those insane hours traveling for all well, no. well Does he their go to, nanny is named Lapita and I she's guess he a very nice lady, lady. <laughs> who who gave him that award it was a it was like a big like thing uh, yeah. it was like a whole, a whole banquet and stuff and so, a so couple it, other it was more about it. the politics than the actual substance yeah. of the award itself for yeah. sure but still yes, I, Michael I, K for governor <laughs> and anyone who has a full-time nanny should be not considered at all for father of the year or mother of the year I'm in a bit of a different situation. So, so neither one of you guys were you both in bands when you met your significant others? I was. Yes. I was in the old version of this band. Yeah, yeah. I was. Well, actually, I just started. I, I think I joined. I, I told like she knew that I played like bass. I had all my gear and stuff, and I think I joined a band after a couple months of us uh, being together, and. It was new for her, and I just I was like, eh, "You signed up for this, and then, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of." But both my situation, I actually met Diane at one of our gigs. Uh, yep. So, right. so there's basically no, no room for oh, you're gonna put the music before me. You're gonna, yeah. you know, do whatever. So, and and she even said today as I was leaving the house, she was like, she was like, you know, I'm gonna miss you, but I, I'm glad to see that you going off and doing something that you enjoy. Yeah, that, so. that's a big part of it. They don't like us hanging around, you know, too much. They want the perfect amount of you. Yeah, the perfect amount. If you're around too much, that's a problem. If you're not uh, around, yep. else, oh, that's a problem. <laughs> perfect amount. <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> um, b- bands like Hanson, for instance, they. Uh, did I mention them last podcast? I don't know if I did. You mention them every podcast. I, I try to. Jay, there's but, uh, not a day that you've lived they haven't thought or mentioned Hanson. I've definitely got you like three to one on Rush to True. To, uh, to yeah, you, you definitely do. Um, I got to dial it back a little bit. I, I'm in their fan club, and I haven't got their latest fan club CD yet, so you guys just reminded me about that. But uh, Does anyway, that cost money to be in a fan club? Yeah. I've never been in a fan club. I, I think it's like 35 bucks a year. Oh, that's not that bad. But you get access to their forum. It's, oh. it's it's such a great deal. It, um, you're, there, isn't there a forum on Reddit? They wish me a happy birth. <laughs> they wish me a happy birthday. Oh, you're on Hanson.net. Yeah, nice. Because I bought you a live DVD That's right. for Christmas. That's right. I gave to you like a month after Christmas. That's yep. He probably already had it. Yeah, we we, we give just, we give each other. You. No, <laughs> I, I, it was one he didn't have. Yeah, really? yeah. I it was like live. It was, it was Anthem live. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so Hanson, each of the brothers. And, and there's more brothers than the three that are in the band, but they all have multiple children. I think they have like 14 or 16 between the three of them, and they all go on tour together. Like there, are, I assume they're the all whole home- tour. Yeah, I assume they're all oh. homeschooled. But yeah, they uh, 
before I joined the army, before I moved to Mississippi to join the army, there was an article published in People in like 2000, I don't know, 2006 or 2007, and they interviewed them, and it was a full, it was a full double page spread, and it had, it had all the band members and their wives and all their kids, and it just looked like a fucking horde of people. Jeez. And and yeah, they 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 talked exactly about that. Hmm. I I think life life balance and shit like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Metallica takes uh, like two weeks off, like a lot during a they, tour. They only do to go home. And- nowadays, they only do like uh, one or they do like I want to say one or two nights a month. No, it's more than that. They I do mean, back-to-back shows and stuff. I mean, in like when I seen them, they they only had like three dates in August. Hmm. Um, I'll look up. Oh, I'll look up their their re- most recent tour. I haven't actually listened to their newest album in full. I blame Spotify. Yeah, so, I was talking about that the the other day. Did I tell you guys how I got real nineties before the last show? I, I bought a calculator watch. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, Casio Casio nice. calculator watch. It was it was locked up at Walmart, and it's uh, now they're locking up their cheap ass watches, and um. And I also bought a CD. I bought Taylor Swift CD, nice. and and it was so cool. I was like, man, this is like the '90s right here. So they have August 18th, August 20th, August 25th, August 27th, September 1st, September 3rd, and then October 8th, uh, November 3rd, November 5th. So like they only have one date in October, hmm. and then. They have one, two, three, four, only four dates in November, and then they, they're they off until May of next year, and they go to Germany. Damn. So, they, they really, they don't have that many actual dates now. They only do, like, the main part of this right now is, like, just what they're doing in the summer. It seems like, you know. I, w- I wonder if uh, the band Accept is going to open for them in Germany. That'd be awesome. With the short guy. Yeah. They're doing a pretty big tour in, in Europe, though. Otto, that's it. They got two dates in Madrid, July twelfth and July fourteenth. I wonder if that's at uh, Real Madrid Stadium. If it is, uh, that, that thing's Estadio like, Civitas Metropolitano. Yeah, they can probably fit like one hundred and ten thousand people in that bitch. That's. I'm assuming it's a civil stadium, Metropolitan Stadium, or something. Mm, no, maybe that might be at Atletico Madrid Stadium. In Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, but yeah, anyway. So, Mike, what is? Oh, sorry, I'm Jay. I was going to ask you um, how does how does the money work? Because, for instance, me and Diane split our finances, so like, we, we we don't share finances. I we we split expenses and stuff, but mm-hmm. my money's my money, her money is her money. How does it work being married? Like, if if you want a new drum set, like if, if I want a new keyboard, I just fucking buy it. Right. You know, I don't have to ask questions. I don't have to. I don't even have to tell her. I can just buy a keyboard. I can fill my studio with whatever I want and don't ever have to explain a dime. We uh, we have a lot more overhead. So <laughs> there's, yeah, I'll say. there's a lot more things to pay for. So at, you literally, know, his ceiling's pretty tall. <laughs> everything has to be like accounted for, and like we don't have that as much like. Uh, dispensable cash what's the word disposable disposable um income so uh yeah we have a joint account and everything's direct deposit right right into that from both of us um and then her side hustle and 
the band, my side hustle, goes into our um, our personals, and then we put some in if we need to here and there. Nice. Yeah. So. So it it, it takes a little bit longer, but. Yeah. When when, when I was married, um, I I was the primary breadwinner, so like I. I basically gave us each an allowance of like a hundred bucks a week or 300 bucks a paycheck or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she definitely spent way the hell more than that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, I was like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. The finances were basically what, what destroyed that marriage. But right. yeah, so I, I can't imagine Dave Ramsey says, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, she got so sick of that. Dude's name. <laughs> but like, like if I buy you know, a toy, like a drum set, or whatever, it comes only from, from band fun. I, I don't, that, that's I don't fair. touch it. Yeah. That's fair. I, I don't mean, know I, that that sounds like a prison to me. Well, it it, it, uh, it, it makes it's, me like you know stay to our like financial goals. Like we work, we're, we're working with a financial advisor. It's not Dave Ramsey, but it's someone else. Uh, um, so he's a piece of shit. Is what <laughs> uh, but uh, no, that, that person got us from breaking even to saving. You know, uh, well, not counting the millions of dollars we get from this, uh, saving like two grand a month ish, depending on the month. Damn. So uh, it made a big difference for yeah, sure. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. This house is a fucking prison. I'm playing <laughs> bullshit. In the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks. <laughs> when Jay when when Jay is told he can't buy a five thousand dollars synth. What what does a camel's dick look like? <laughs> I've never seen it. I imagine it's in a sheath. Uh, uh, almost. So like on on my bass guitar, that one it's like, like have a turban. Say what? Uh, <laughs> I, I the I one heart sticker that I, I have on that. that I don't know if you've seen the little heart sticker that's on my base it's got like all little white things in it those are all baculum those are those are dick bones because like humans are one of the few mammals that don't have bones in our dick hmm. do you know why mm. natural well, selection be, baby but do you uh, know, but that, but, make, that makes sense but yeah. do you know why that it's it's essentially because we if if we can't get it up, we're up. We're, we're not healthy enough to mate. Mm. <clears throat> and who wants to mate with a dude that can't get it up? But then, who, who wants but to have then children? our next sponsor, Blue Chew, has come in. <laughs> Hard, <laughs> Hard <laughs> mints, Blue Chew. Do you? After a long day's work and you're just trying to sit down with your significant other, it gets your dick hard. What else do I have to say? <laughs> so not the girl, the Blue Chew. Oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant <laughs> too. <laughs> also, oh <laughs> uh, man, I, I was I was gonna have to say something. I don't remember what it was. Oh, fi- finance finances. Um, so we pretty much split everything equally. We we're we're still separate, but we've always like always had an idea of what each other's spending. But now that we're like getting closer to actually being married, like we're gonna start like probably start pooling stuff once it's like official because that's when dave ramsey says you can only yep. Yep. <laughs> almost any fun it's got to be on paper but uh once that like is we have shared accounts to like move like move like bill like bill money yep. so you don't have to venmo every fucking thing to yourself and actually when we, when we first got together i don't really think venmo is really a thing <laughs> you guys when, met like right out of high school right no Really? No, I, I thought you uh, went to the high school together. We, we went, didn't know we went to the same high school, but I had no idea who she was. Um, I met her when I was like 21, oh. or like just about to turn 21. And then we started dating when I was like 21. So we've been together since like 2014, pretty much. 
I always feel like I have to buy all the things I want before I get married. <laughs> because that's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I know, I know. Once if if we get, I, this is a whole discussion. But if, if I get married, then I then I'm gonna be like that. I'm gonna split everything. Like what's what's mine is ours. What yours is ours. That sort of thing. So yeah. And right now I just have I just have all the band the band money in a high yield savings account. Ooh. Oh yeah, you getting you getting four point three eight percent, four point five percent now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If you switch that over to an index fund, you can get seven <laughs> percent. But then you can't touch it for a long time. But then, uh, yeah, I'll come back to it in thirty five years. <laughs> we are just masters at riveting podcasts. <laughs> but 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 anyway, um, yeah. So I have mo- like I would say, I think I like most of these things have been self. Reciprocating, like I bought a couple, like a couple of the bases in the beginning. I kind of like splurged, but then like after a while, like the first two big purchases, I would just like sell. I would buy another base, and then I would just sell the last one, and it would kind of like recoup some of it. And then like I would just kept on getting more and more expensive bases until I was like, well, I think I've hit the top of the mountain until I get to like five thousand dollar instruments. So I don't feel like hitting that yet. So, but um. I, and I feel like like a lot of things like the speakers, I paid with all the gig money or or stuff I sold. Like if I stole sold like I sold like my old speaker, I sold like I don't know what I, I think I sold a microphone or something. Or when I got like when I bought your Helix from you years ago, oh, the yeah. six Helix, I sold my pedal board and I got like eight hundred something bucks for the entire thing. I pieced it all out and stuff, and that paid for most of it. So I've always been like that, where I'm like, okay, well, even if it doesn't pay for a hundred percent of it, if I can get like seventy to eighty percent of the new thing I'm buying, I think it's worth it. So and I buy used a lot, so right. And so if and when you're married, well, I guess when you're married, and when you combine finances, if you have to spend a hundred and fifty or whatever <laughs> to upgrade a three thousand dollar instrument to yeah. a thirty two hundred dollar instrument, it's not yeah. not going to be yeah. not going to be huge. The biggest thing though was that she would always, it was always well, can't you sell it first? I'm like, no, <laughs> I might not like it. I have to I have to get it, see it, and mm. because a lot of times I would buy online for instruments. I bought like so many instruments offline. I. I just, just be, not even, and it was even before COVID, you know, like 2018, 2019, I bought all my instruments online. You just get a much better deal and you take, you take a place that has like a good, like uh, return policy, like guitar center. Um, if they still have it, 45 day return policy on anything, but even their used selection. So I would buy, like I bought a bass one time. It was a piece of junk and I went to a guitar, I went to like a guitar center, Connecticut and I just gave them back to them. Like take and, your piece of shit back. Like yeah, I, I, oh was, that that was that Music Man bass. Yeah, it was, was like a piece beast, of shit. It was like a B stock. It was it was a fucked up instrument. The person who had it before, uh, it probably worked really well. They had flat wounds on it, but the action was super high. I, I, like I needed like two or three shims to get like the neck yeah. angle right and stuff. And uh, I I like brought it back to like a tar center. I was like take this fucking thing back. And the, the kid behind the he was probably like 18 or 19. He was like, oh, we can give you a setup, man. Uh, I looked at him. I was like, no, thanks. You're, you're, just you're just like give the, me my money back. The, the Nick Swartzen thing where he's walking through the hardware. So he's like, the guy, little kid come, oh, tries yeah. to come up to help him. He's like, I know more than you. And just, <laughs> and just keeps walking. That's how, that's, I, feel, that's that, how I feel at REI as well. <laughs> that's, that's definitely how I feel in music stores these days. I, 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 try, I try to be nice to people. But this, I don't know. Sometimes they're real like pushy salesmen. I'm just like, God damn it. 
I, I will come find you when I have a question same, that Google can't answer. Same thing with same thing. Same thing with cars. Salesmen's talk to me. I'm like, I know more than you. <laughs> I know every spec of this car. <laughs> you don't think I did any research? <laughs> I know the sales trends for the last forty days on this car. <laughs> this type of vehicle. The the guy yeah. that I toured with that, that would bang chicks on the road. Him and his wife had a understanding that what happens on the road stays on the road. Oh, what was it? Oh, I was watching Succession. You, you ever hear of that show, Succession? Hmm. It's on HBO. Have it you just not finished. heard of that show? It's like the most popular show. I don't like the show. I don't watch it. But I, I, so listen, and I watched the first four episodes and we really liked it when it came out like four or five years ago. And then for some reason, like it was just something that we wanted to like maybe binge and then we just never got around to it. Yeah. And then like, you know, they came out with the final season and it's getting compared to like The Sopranos and like a bunch of the famous HBO shows. Yeah. You know, not Game of Thrones because the end sucks. Um, but <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> the first four seasons, fantastic television. Um, but, uh, but anyway, yeah. So, um, there, there was a line in it where I think he was, I, I think they were getting a prenup. Yeah, they were getting a prenup. And, she, and she, the wife was like, you know, like, things might happen on the road. Like, exactly the same phrase. You know, you know things happen uh, on the road. Shit happens. And, like, in the prenup, it said, like, three at three uh, infidelities or whatever. <laughs> like, three, three different infidelities are allowed. And, like... <laughs> it, it's funny because you have to define stuff like that. J- just, like... You know, insurance actuarial tables actually list how much a human is worth. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you have to. I, I was so I was listening to my Taylor Swift CD on the way here. Oh, what what I was talking about that? Yeah, Spotify has ruined that because you have billions of freaking songs at your disposal. So it you, you never spend all as much time as you used to back before streaming music with like just one album because yeah. that's all you could afford. That's the album you bought. So you just play it over and over. But uh, I was listening to the Taylor Swift here and I was like, man, I could not imagine being in a relationship with Taylor Swift because you know, every freaking <laughs> dude, put all Jay on the jumbotron. He's got his ar- arms folded and he's just like scouring everyone. <laughs> trying, 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 fucking... trying to find one dude in there that's, think, yeah. that's thinking about masturbating. Don't you, don't about you fucking look at her. Don't you do it. <laughs> one, uh, one of the gym teachers uh, at my job, he, uh, his daughter is, is, is into dance. She's like, I don't know, nine or ten, something like that. And uh, what they do, like him and the other dads, like at every dance recital, they just they Look do that. Yeah, that's all they do. <laughs> really? Yeah, they literally wow. just go around. One's at the door. A couple are circulating. They're barely watching the performance. They're just looking for any dance that's that's trying wild, to jerk man. off. Yeah. Does one of them have a gun? <laughs> I, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. So, so the gist is that uh, Taylor Swift. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm off limits. Yeah. We're, it, Jay has turned you down, Taylor. Swift. Yeah. Yeah, I I, right. ju- I would just be so jealous. I'd just be so jealous. Though. And I'm not a jealous person, but if my significant other was Taylor Swift, I couldn't handle it. Yeah, I mean, like uh, like all, all the actors and actresses. Oh you yeah, gotta have that. You got to have that. Like, you, you got to have that. That um, in the back of your mind that they're doing their job, and and I think that's why other actors and actresses marry other actors and actresses yeah. because they you're living you're living the same life. You want like you don't even have to worry about that shit. Who cares, really? You know, like. They they know it and and that's why I think of like even wrote like 
We're not even talking. To, we're talking about musicians. Think about the stagehands, the roadies, the sound engineers. Yeah. They're living the same life, not making decent money, but they're not making millions doing it. And they like. And there, there's no glory. The, in it there's at no all. glory, and they're Long they're hours. staying they're staying up after the band, and then the next day they got to do the fucking same thing. You know what I mean? They got to get in there at 11 a.m. The the first wave of people got to come in. The riggers got to come it's in, set everything up. To, imagine, like, if I was a drum tech, fuck that. And, and that's one of the better jobs to have. That would be the best job for me. It would be the best job to have. Uh, well, fuck that. As a bass suck. tech, not a good job. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back and, then, like, I'd be <laughs> the bass guy, gives you the bass, and I. I checked the strings. Oh, it's still in tune. We're good. And I just can't get back to it. You got to set all that shit up. You, you know, change the heads on everything, whatever. You, you polish all the cymbals. And you go, all right, it's ready to play. Oh, but I can't play it. You know, you can hit around a little bit during sound check. They, they usually have, have them do that. But that sucks. It's so ungratifying. And, and they're still away from their families and stuff, too. Yeah. Like it's got to be just mostly single people I was, doing I was that. watching something where they were doing, like, a life of a roadie and... A lot of them just they marry like the same thing like but actors and actresses you know like they marry they marry like another roadie, either somebody that they're constantly always on the road with or like somebody who works a similar life that they know that like you know what if the tours are off or opposite schedules? I guess you. I guess <laughs> what if one's off in the winter, one's off in the summer? Oh, I just we won't see each other this year. No problem. <laughs> I'll, I'll mail you a postcard. I'm mail your postcard Jeez. from Tijuana. All right, uh, side topic. I I didn't even want to do the regular topics. <laughs> I didn't even want to do this podcast. So what whatever. was the side topic again? You mentioned it like right before we started. Hold on, no, hold on. Let me let me do the big brain move on. Oh yeah, best concerts we ever saw. <laughs> Man, you're just good at this. You know, I, I just yeah. It's got a memory worry, like guys. an elephant. Got I wish it. I had your memory. And RAM. <laughs> and, and L2 Kosh. Kosh. <laughs> so, Jay, what was, uh, what was the best concert you ever went to? Probably uh, Dream Theater last year. Really? Although, yeah, because Art, Arch Echo opened for them, and then I, I don't think there was a, a middling band, but yeah, then it was Dream Theater. And played all my favorite songs. It was the, uh, the Top of the World tour. Um, I haven't been to a whole lot of concerts, e- e- even though I'm a musician. Like I, I can probably count the number of concerts I've been to on one hand. Oh. But, yeah, I've been to Rage Against the Machine and oh. Dream Dream Theater oh, three oh, times. I haven't oh, seen on. Rage. When was yeah. yeah? I would love to see them. When was that? Dude, I was I was 16. So oh, that's a good time to see them. Yeah, yeah. It, it was their Battle of Los Angeles tour. I saw them at uh, wow. it's changed names now, but it was Arco Arena in Sacramento. It was it was real good, but. I almost died in the mosh pit because it was it was so compact that I couldn't even breathe, and it was so hot and sweaty, like there was just no oxygen at, at, at our level, mm. and I was like desperate to try and find the edge, and I I, I literally almost died, and uh, Zach De La Roca even stopped the show because he was seeing some dudes like groping some chicks and stuff, and he was not not happy with that. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely a Dream Theater last year. I, I just <laughs> wish I could see an actual evening with dream theater not not just one with them but this year it was really cool it, p- probably on par with last year because the two opening bands were really good so yeah. animals as leaders and uh devin townsend cool yeah uh the uh, the be- best show i ever saw was also my first show 
uh, which is rare for most people, and that was Rush 30th Anniversary Tour at Radio City Music Hall. Oh, wow. oh shit. It was so epic. Not, not only was the band great, of course, but Geddy Lee's voice, for some reason, it was he was all there. Like, it was better than any of the DVDs he's on. It was as if it was, like, 85 or 84, and all of a sudden, he's, he's just popped up. I don't know what. Maybe they using backing tracks. Nah, it, it, they don't do They're, like, the opposite of that. He's like, how dare you? <laughs> they <laughs> never use backing tracks. If there's a song it's, it's that, lip syncing. If there's a song they can't perform live, they don't play it live. Like, they, on every album, they intend to have one song that's not meant to be played live that they intentionally will overdub some stuff. Yeah. Um... So yeah, they're, they're complete. Like that's why Laville Strangouts. I mean, you, you know about that, where they spent like mm-hmm. you know a million takes trying to get this one song down, and they never quite could. They had to split into thirds. Um, yeah, the, for, uh, for for Xanadu, they did that in studio one first take, ten and a half minute song. Jesus, nailed it. We played it a few times during soundcheck on the tour, so yeah, we kind of had it. Wrote it and played it on soundcheck. I mean, if you're not distracted by hoes and drugs and stuff, like I guess so. And that song goes Xanadu, the most rush fucking phrase in the world. It's got an X in the word, but that that show was was so it was so amazing. So it was 30th anniversary tour. That's a that's basically, yeah, yeah. So I, I was after the Vapor Trail story. That was 04. I was uh, I was a junior in high school. I was I was uh, 16, 16. And um, what I was so astonished by was just the volume. Yeah. Because it was my first show, and I didn't have a big stereo at home or anything. Like my dad had one, but he never really cranked it or anything. Um, I was just like, oh, oh, I was oh my ears. <laughs> no, it wasn't that they hurt. I was just like, wow, this is what what yeah, sound is like. Yeah. This is amazing. It is remarkable how loud concerts are, and and when they're mixed really well, like yeah. everything I've seen at yeah at, at Beacon Theater. Uh, have I seen two shows? I, I I don't know if the last one was at Beacon. No, it was at MSG. But yeah, it's just so loud and it thumps your chest. But it's still clear, and you can hear the, the notes. The thumping it's, of the chest is something I wish we could we could do. Yeah. As we only have our one little sub, and we get we get we, I got a compliment. It's not um, a tiny sub. No, I, no, it's a nice. It's, it's at least a, a good, chode. It's <laughs> it's a it's, it's long a, enough. It's a very manly it's a perfect sub. size sub. <laughs> the best sub for me. <laughs> you're, you're, you're measuring from the base. You're supposed to measure <laughs> from the root, from the root, <laughs> the root of the sub. <laughs> But we got we got a compliment from somebody who's seen us a couple of times now, and they they said, "Oh, every time I see you guys, I always feel like I'm like actually at a concert. You're not just like a like a bar like a yeah. other cover band or a bar band." I'm like, "Oh, thanks. That, that means like that means a lot to me." Yeah, that's cool. We no, try to go for that. So not not to suck your dick too much, but that that's one thing when when. People ask me about the band, you know, at work and whatnot, and I always talk about how we basically sound like a CD because we don't have a ton of loud guitar amps on stage we we're, you're not you're not fighting with stage volume when you're setting the tone and the volume for the speakers so what the audience hears is basically cd quality the guy yeah. from toasted said that said that very thing remember that like our, our first break he was like it's it like the radio was on yeah and yeah. and that gives me a lot oh, yeah. of a lot yeah. of confidence to perform because i'm not sitting there worried like if if i sing too loud it's going to like 
just be like, rah, rah, you know, just <laughs> blasting in the people's. Because as a singer, you got to understand that the microphone is your listener's ears, really. Like, you're, and not all people around the microphone understand that. Rule. You're right. There, there is some. There are some people who do not understand. And it it works both ways too because you can't be all the way out here. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you listen to this podcast, I, I do that a lot. I'll just be standing over here like this and shit. I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get into the mic. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. At least you're uh, not eating tonight, so that's good. Oh well, I, I like it. you know, there's, there's no beer, no food, no sausage, no sausage. Oh wait, hold on. Are we sitting in sausage? <laughs> sausage in the fridge. We always have sausage. Uh, but but that said, I, I've always wanted to have like. I want I want fourteen eighteen inch subs on the stage, and when you hit the kick drum, people, women's skirts fly up in the air <laughs> from the sheer air pressure of the of the subs from from the ports and the subs. It just it's like Godzilla when he does like his atomic breath, it just blows shit away and everything. But I love that feeling when you go out, like you're first getting into a concert and hit the kick drum. And it's like duck, 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 and yeah. it hits you right in the gut. You're like, oh yes, I'm having concert. <laughs> but it's still clear because <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you try to turn anything up at home that loud, it's just going to be distorted yeah. and shitty. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say, as somebody who has tinnitus, uh, I think I got my tinnitus mostly from I shot a gun without protection one time, like a 45 caliber. And after that, I was like, oh, my ears are ringing really bad. I was dumb. But um, as someone with tinnitus, uh, definitely where like I went to concerts all my life without like. Hearing protection, and I started wearing hearing protection when I started playing live more, like in my very first band. Definitely just get like some night. They there's tons of options now. Like I used to buy the Skull musician candy. I, I used to buy the uh, musician's Sony. earplugs. <laughs> no, I got um. No, and I'm not talking about. Well, you can get IEMs. So I'm just talking about if you go into a concert for musicians, oh. get in ear monitors. Don't be like Nick and get an eight dollar fucking thing. <laughs> hey, they're fine. Although sometimes, they sometimes fit, I turn them like up too much, and the day after, I kind of feel like not I, like not like like there's like a blanket over my ear. Yeah. Not like I went to a concert like that. Like, I wish we would have filmed it when we had to dig that shit out of Nick's ear. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that, that, that would have yeah. been really good. Yeah, uh, we could reenact it and pretend. <laughs> we, we had uh, so Nick uh, in the middle of a set, he lost the earbud to one of his uh, in-ear monitors in his ear. We had to fi- we had to fish it out with like pliers. Yeah, it was deep in there. L- luckily, the rubber is like super soft, so I was able to grab yeah. it. But that was satisfying. I was crazy sweaty. So uh, yeah, yeah. We played at a at an old church turned into a brewery, and their uh, um, their air conditioning went out that day, and it was hot as fuck up on that stage, and it literally just came off my ear and kept sliding in during the last song of a set. You like oh, the second God. set? Of thing. I, like, I think I'm gonna die. I, that happened to me. It was the worst feeling in the world. I had the exact thing on those exact headphones. I was like, do I have to go to the hospital yeah. and get it extracted? No, I, yeah, no, you mean I had see, I had really fine point tweezers. Somebody I knew had like on my old job was like really fine point tweezers, and they like just it was like two seconds. Bink. Yeah, I, I have an iFixit kit. If I would have had that, I could have grabbed it in a second. Yeah. But it was, so more fun. Like, it was more fun to pull his ear and just like jam it. Yeah, in the, yeah. the pliers worked okay. Yeah, and Jerry's our resident nurse, so it worked out. <laughs> You got to do nurse things that it day. It was, it was. I held the flashlight and felt it, it, the flesh. <laughs> you say flesh? The flashlight. Uh, wait, hold on. What? Oh, we're talking oh, about another time. Like, I'm like, Mike, why, why are you over here masturbating? We were trying to save Nick's life. <laughs> that's what he was masturbating, too. Like, that's what gets him off. Oh, that's like a Chuck Palahniuk 
plot. Uh, on that note, protect your hearing. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> like, like, eargasm. There's tons of tons of options that sound super clear now and actually protect your hearing. It, I mean, it's actually surprising. You know what's weird though is I I don't so I I don't wear anything when yeah. when when we we play uh, either practice or when we actually play out and and I don't have any problems with hearing the next day. I I, I think my ears have kind of settled into how bad they're gonna get and i just depending on the room it's not the stage volume is not loud my mine is i i I turn up the in-ears too much sometimes and it's not like it's not like a concert where it's like my ears are ringing and like you know like i feel like it feels like weird like when you're at a real like actual concert it's more like a like oh it's kind of like a blanket feeling over my ear or something yeah Mm -hmm. but Mike, did did you say what your uh, your best concert you ever went to was? Um, well, it's hard to hard to pick the best. You have to pick the best. I have to pick the, the best gun is to your one. head. I've been to a lot of concerts, guys. That's what I'm trying. <laughs> nah, like I like I've been going to concerts like real concerts since I was twelve. Oh First, yeah, because your dad was a musician. Yeah, and I grew like grew up in the basement listening to All him, right, well, to him would, play w- w- when I come around, which is kind of funny. Let's kind of put it into categories then, since, since you've been to way more shows than we have been. How about that's right? I'm wh- way more superior than <laughs> how about which show was the band playing the best? The band was playing the best. Yeah, like the band was like out of their mind good. It's gonna be either Periphery or Dream Theater, and I'll probably say Dream Theater. All right, which um, which show had the best crowd? Uh, I would say Incubus. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah fuck that guy. Wherever you are, I hope you stub your toe every day when you wake up. <laughs> um, you just go ow. <laughs> But I would say it was that. So He's I see in a coma with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Uh, so I went to a show at uh, in Hart, a little tiny club in Hartford, Connecticut, and it was a decently sized band, a hardcore band called Defeater. And I was I was a pretty big fan of them. This was the second time I see I was going to go see them, um, and they were uh, headlining the show, and the actually do you know do you ever heard of code orange no jay all right they're they're actually a pretty popular band now they went by the name it was like their first tour or something they went by the name code orange kids at the time and they the the crowd there absolutely loved them and there were just people throwing down but i remember like seeing like seeing a band like the like defeater there that plays in festivals and stuff and usually you know like little bigger bigger areas and stuff like that to see them there and have this like like almost like basement kind of show where you were like literally like yeah. it was like 50 people like all piled up around the band and, and you have that like you're like the the only the singers like putting like the mic in your in your face and stuff like that there's actually uh videos on youtube and i'm in them <laughs> uh, someone recorded that night i guess I looked it up years later. I was like, I wonder if someone recorded that. And I was with my friend. I looked it up. And I was like, holy shit, I'm right there. <laughs> I love intimate shows like that. I, I heard uh, Nine Inch Nails does that occasionally. Like Trent Reznor yeah. will just do like a pop-up show in some alley or some shit. What um, show had the best production to it? 
It's like Metall- the, the Metall- most fun Metallica. visually. Metallica by far, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not even close, Metallica. Um, yeah, they, I mean the, the pyrotechnics, the the amount of like s- like great CGI that they had. Like they hired like a top studio to do all like the CGI work. Like, and they would have you know every song had a different, obviously a different you know. But they've been doing that for fucking thirty years, forty years, you know, as long as they've been touring as a very popular band. But um, yeah, no, they they definitely blew it, and I would say that they probably had the best sound too, because just because of who they are. Hmm. But um, there was one more I was gonna throw out there. I would say, and and I would say the one that's nearest and dearest to my heart is Green Day and My Chemical Romance. I seen them in two thousand five on the American Idiot tour, and My Chemical Romance only had their first album out, so they only had like Helena and I'm Not Okay, so they didn't even have the Black Parade or anything yet. So they open up for Green Day. So that was a pretty that was a pretty bomb uh, bomb show. So I was twelve. Cool. <laughs> I and I we let, I didn't get an actual merch uh, shirt. There was like a a bunch a bunch of like Hispanic men like selling like tour shirts in the parking lot, uh, and like we, they were like twenty bucks, and we're like, all right, we'll buy them. They're all bootleg. <laughs> and I had like Green Day and the tour dates, and I like wore it to school the next day, and then I washed it one time, and the whole thing just got destroyed. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was like the shittiest screen printing possible. I, I have like, a, a Rush bootleg one. I got outside Mohegan Sun when I, when I saw them there. I still I still wear it. It's, it's uh, held up really well. Yeah, well, you know, tell this to this guy because he made a fucking shitty ass shirt, dude. It literally just like one wash, just like half the screen printing like fell off. All the dates kind of like melted away. So my mom had to go to Hot Top and give me an American Idiot T-shirt. Green Day was spelled wrong on it. It was Verde. It was Verde Dia because they were Spanish. This day music. God, it's, it's your favorite part. Damn Michael. it! <laughs> okay. In uh, uh, August seventeenth, nineteen seventy-three, former Temptations singer Paul Williams was found dead in his car after shooting himself. He owed eighty grand in taxes. <laughs> exactly what we're gonna do after this pod. <laughs> that's <laughs> Mike, that's Mike's dream. <laughs> and his celebrity boutique business had failed. Wow, that's, uh, that's, that was a celebrity boutique business. Is I it like? Know. Are you talking like hair boutique? I don't know. Uh, in nineteen ninety-five. Um, Depeche Mode, is that how you say it? Yeah. Depeche Mode singer uh, Dave Gahn was rushed to Cedar Sinai Medical Center after an apparent suicide attempt. Oh. <laughs> two back to back suicides over here. Uh, police found him in Los I, Angeles I, home with a two inch laceration on his wrist. I feel, <laughs> I feel you, man. If you had to do this pod, I, you'd feel the same way, Depeche Mode guy. <laughs> 1969, uh, today was the final day of Woodstock. Festival. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah. August 17th. This is Jimi Hendrix Day. Bethel, New York. I worked there for a summer. Um, it was, there we uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, name Rousing, dropper. rousing, rousing applause. Yeah, we'll pull up, pull up a little explosion. Explosions, or, uh, applause, <laughs> cheering, guns, guns firing guns. off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, performers. A bald uh, eagle screeches by. <laughs> performers of the this, of this show today was uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. The Who. Jimi Hendrix, uh, Shanana, Joe Cocker. That was kind of legendary. This is, oh yeah. The band, Johnny Winter. On the last day. A few others nobody knows. Funny enough, do you know the story with Jimi Hendrix? On the, uh, no. So he was supposed to go on, um, I think this, ta- this like the 17th is technically a Monday. He was supposed to go on Sunday night and close out the show. 
and it just the crowd was at its largest and he didn't like playing for big crowds so he refused to go on and then he went on in the morning in front of a crowd of like 50,000 instead of like 500,000 mm-hmm. and like there was like people like cleaning up in the background and stuff like that and he just played in the morning to like that crowd that's awesome so wow. yeah yeah the, it says there were 186,000 tickets sold but they let it you know, like twice that or more extra on top of it everybody just broke down the my dad said shit. that um a uh, couple kids uh stole their parents car for, to go to woodstock really but they brought it back oh, that was nice of them they brought it back and it was, in, it, it was in good shape <laughs> How big was Jimi Hendrix back then? Because I know he's huge now, but mainly because I mean, he, he just... died only a few months after that show. Um, so that, that that was the height of yeah, nineteen seventy. Uh, September, actually, no, it was almost a year. Almost Over a year, year. okay. September nineteen seventy. Okay, yeah. It's just so. kind of like like Kurt Cobain. Like you always wonder if they would be less popular or more popular if they were still alive. I think you would have to look at examples of people like San- maybe like maybe Santana. I, well, he wanted. Maybe if he keeps like his cred, and you know, like. <laughs> well, he, this, Santana never really branched out that much. I mean, he did he that, like sing. one album with yeah, with the Matchbox Twenty guy. And yeah. other stuff. Uh, but uh, 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 Hendrix, at the end of it, he was talking about he wanted to get a, do an album with Chicago, use their horn section. Oh. Um, hmm. So like he he wasn't just going to pigeonhole himself into staying in one thing. He was the he was the uh, rhythm guitar player for Little Richard, in the. Hendrix oh, was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Did yeah. did he do the yeah. the grease back hair also? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got the grease back hair and everything. <laughs> yeah, the rhythm guitar play, which is funny. If he was still alive, which makes he, sense, he, he, he would definitely still be playing if he was still alive. He he'd be dropping albums. He loved music so much. He wasn't just one of those that just wanted to get paid. He was twenty seven in nineteen seventy. What does that make him now? That's fifty. Fifty-three years. Mike's math skills are on on the spot right now. So almost eighty. Yeah. Well, like Mick, El- Mick Elvis 81. would be alive. Like he, yeah, he don't. He'd be in his eighties or whatever at this point. Yeah, yeah. he'd be probably ninety. Oh, you, you said Mick Jagger's eighty-one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's and kind still, of weird. Still performing. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird to think like that, you know. Like Eric Clapton's got to be eighty-two, right? So Paul McCartney, all yeah, those probably guys. around there. Yeah. So Paul McCartney is. Oh well, Paul McCartney is actually probably a good example. Maybe the Beatles. I think the Beatles were obviously bigger than Hendrix. Right. But. Um, but I, he, similar, for, for Hendrix, like, he only really had a like three-year career. Yeah. His yeah, first album was sixty-seven. Sixty-seven, and then he only had two albums after that. Band, right? Band of Gypsies live album was New Year's nineteen seventy, and then which doesn't even really count. No, uh, but it's a good album. Axe is bold as love, and what's the other one? Uh, it's uh, Electric Lady Land. That's the first one. No, first one's already experienced. Oh, right, right. That's no, got, I, that's I, got I get, Foxy get, Lady. And, yeah, 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 yeah. I get this confused. Uh, Born Today was, uh, <laughs> it lists him as a singer first, which is bullshit. Um, Donnie Wahlberg was born today. <laughs> he was in New Kids on the Block. I, I didn't know that. Oh, man. And, uh, and I guess he wrote Mark Marky Mark's songs almost one uh, almost bought a uh wall from aldi's the other day they had a pack of wall they're in grocery stores yeah oh and aldi's at least there was a pack of wall burgers and it was on sale i was like oh. i'd like to have a wall fight like just throw the patties just around throw raw meat at each other <laughs> yeah. uh, now St- we're talking steve, <laughs> steve gorman the drummer from the black crows is born today uh 
Mike, you want to go, go kill cards. ourselves right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm just wishing I wasn't born, you know, like these people. Two more. Um, Sib Hashayan, uh, he was the drummer for Boston for like three or four years. And let me guess, like the three or four years that like like in 1992. No, no, it was for their second and third album. Ships and shit. It was for their second and third album. <laughs> Dude, cruise ships. <laughs> And casinos. Is <laughs> that Mohican Sun and shit? Uh, no, oh, no. In the seventies, though. Yeah, it was uh, seventy-seven to like eighty-one, something like that. I was I was right in their prime time. Listen to the if you haven't ever listened to it, listen to the first Boston record uh, all the way through. It is one of the most perfect albums ever made. It it is the only album I can think of where their every single song is a radio song. Every one of them is a yeah. hit. All eight songs, even Thriller has a stinker at the end of it. And seven out of the eight songs were recorded in his basement. Yeah. And mixed and mastered by him. And he... I was listening to that the other day. And, and, and he, didn't he, he like it. build his own studio or some yeah. shit? Yeah. There's and they hardly, want him to re-record it. There's only like two um, interviews with Tom Schultz. There's only like a couple. He's, he's a very secretive guy. And right after that album came, they toured. And then he goes goes home and goes to like make pedals and shit himself the, the rocker the rock man a rocker man rocker man rock man yeah the rock man the little yeah. uh, guitar he, amp he thing. designed that oh then then, yeah. then his dad talked him out of it he was like what the hell are you doing <laughs> like get up like go on stage like, all right he goes back to the studio and they, they release a uh the second album was almost as popular uh the the don't look back album is that the one with amanda is that the third one that's uh yeah that's 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 on the album called Third Stage, their third album. Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's like the, probably the, that's the biggest hit off that album, but that's like the worst song. That's actually a good album. The rest of that album is not like that. The rest of the album is actually pretty My good. My father told me a story once that he's seen Boston so many times that by like the fourth or fifth time, he didn't even go inside. He just like sat aside and drank, really? and, sm- and, drank and smoked and hung out with girls. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't aware they really toured that much. I thought it was like two big tours and after that, not, he's seen not the, that He's seen them on every album tour. He said by the third one, one. The corporate the America fourth, tour, the the third album. Oh, uh, uh, so uh, uh, so you seen him on every album tour cycle, and he said by like the third album, it was maybe he might have seen him twice at one point on one of the album cycles. But he said on the third album, he was just outside like drinking, <laughs> <laughs> like and just hanging out, and they never even go inside. <laughs> After the singer killed himself, they put out an album in '03, I think it was. Uh, called Corporate America. It was actually really good. It was yeah. uh, it was it was very modern sounding. It was, but it still had his like spaceship guitar sort of sound. You know, it was pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- their singer went out in the in a interesting way. You know, you know how he went out. No, lit up a barbecue uh, barbecue and carbon monoxide poisoning. I feel like it's a bad way to go out, but maybe you go to sleep. I don't know. Yeah. In the show Beef, the guy was trying to kill himself like that. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that exactly? How, He's got the little charcoal ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, he buys them from like a Costco. And like, didn't <laughs> didn't uh, Robert Robin Williams go out that way? No, he he, he hung himself. Oh, that goes to carbon monoxide. Like, I know everyone's suicide because <laughs> <laughs> I think about daily every time I every time I have to think about this our podcast. last person who did not commit uh, suicide yet. Maybe after he listens to this podcast, he will commit suicide. Uh, Mr. Gilby Clark, the replacement rhythm guitarist for Guns N' Roses. Queen has a song about suicide, apparently. Really? Yeah. Uh, my, my buddy at work showed it to me today. He, he's like, dude, you're going to get a kick out of the song. And and the gist of the song is, is suicide, don't do it. 
you won't like it. <laughs> you, should, you should definitely listen to it. Maybe pop a clip of it in, in here. It's it's hilarious. Oh, uh, I'll look it up. Speaking of Queen, the only uh, bit of music news I have is the singer from Greta Van Fleet just came out as gay. Okay, good for him. Good for him. How, how old is he? Uh, young. He's probably like twenty three, something like that. Okay, that's that's young enough. Speak your truth. <laughs> I don't think anybody should have to hide who they are. They're actually in um in like uh, I want to say it's like Denmark or Amsterdam or the Netherlands. They're letting they're letting people like choose their own like death. So like uh like uh, what what do you call that like euthanasia? Euthanasia, I guess. Yeah, or assisted suicide oh, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I, I totally get it for like people like I like uh what is that um Lou Gehrig's disease oh yeah yeah there's a lot of diseases yeah. that you wouldn't want to like like like, like uh, no thank you, you I know? will say though I've heard stories about people that are dying of cancer and and they they hang on because even just being in misery and in pain means that they're alive. Yeah. So, so it's one of those things that yeah. like, unless you're in the situation, like I look at someone that's suffering, I'm like, man, just fucking end it. But like, I think darkness imprisoning me. And anything's I, better than not being able to buy toys. Cause my wife says no. <laughs> I, I think, I think uh, like for, for something like that, like you're, like you kind of said that like your mind's still there. It's not like, what uh, is it? ILS? What, what's what's the Lou Gehrig's disease? ILS. A- ALS. Oh, ALS. Yeah, the, the Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah. So like AL, like you don't, you're just paralyzed, but like your mind is still there, kind of. Like I'm assuming your mind is there. Well, extremely still there in yeah. the case of Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Is so, he still like, alive? Or did he like, just pass recently? I don't. I think. Yeah, no, I think he, he passed a while, like a couple years ago, maybe it, like two, three. He years He must ago. have been thinking, like, are they ever going to change the name of this damn disease to Stephen Hawking disease? <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it ALS? Yeah, that's what he had. Yeah, a myotropic. It was Stephen Hawking disease, is what he had. <laughs> yeah, what? It was Stephen yeah, like, Hawking disease. Who the not fuck is Lou Gehrig? Yeah. <laughs> Some dude that had some disease. He's the luckiest man on the face of the earth. That's true. He was. Jay doesn't know what that's about. Yeah, you know that? That's a famous... uh, He gave the speech when he retired, when he found out he had this disease. He says, today, I feel like I'm the luckiest man on the face of the earth. And like... It's like it's like the old timey one too, where you can hear all the echoes. Yeah, the face of the earth. There's not not a dry. That's after like a five or ten minute speech before you know, and uh, and not a dry eye in the whole audience. I, I imagine. Why? I mean, I I don't get it. Why? So like he he's it's so he's Hall of Famer, one of the best ever. Um, he, he played alongside uh, Babe Ruth who's for the Yankees, and he uh, that's it, sports. It, yes, sports. Team? So it's he's like towards the end of his career, and he gets this debilitating disease, and I think he tried to play through it for a while, um, and uh, then he couldn't do it anymore. So they go to retire his number, and he retires, and they bring a podium out to the middle of the field after his last game. And, you know, everybody was, you know, the, it was, he was a fan favorite and all that the whole time, wasn't an asshole or anything. And, you know, he gives a speech talking about, you know, how much he'll miss everything and all that. And uh, this is a dying man saying how lucky he is. Mm. It's pretty cool. But uh, that being said, we got to get out of here. Uh, talking Heads are reuniting first time in 20 years. Oh, thank God. Who's yeah. that? Talking Heads, uh, burning down the house. Oh, oh, we should bring that one back. Our house. Our house. And Psycho Killer. 
Oh, I love that one. Yeah. The, uh, our house, that song changes key like Psycho every killer. four measures. I think there's one other hit. Sorry. <laughs> there's definitely one other hit, right? I think, Probably. They have, I think they have one other. Run, one. run away. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Let me see it's what all falsetto, boys. <laughs> oh, uh, Once in a Lifetime. Mm-hmm. That was the other big one. Once in a lifetime. I was looking up some. some uh, under. I was looking at some uh, Lou Gehrig. I think it was the first one to be like the Mayo Clinic in Rochester. He was, he was the first like famous one. I hope I get a disease named after me. <laughs> Possibility of CTE. Interesting. I mean, at least you'd be remembered, Jay. Yeah. You know, remember for something. <laughs> Do something with your life by yeah. ending it in a creative way. And, and at this very moment, you won't be, you'll only be remembered as some guy who played in a cover band. And that's it. We're in a band. Some bald we're, guy with we're glasses band. who played in a cover band. Some fat bald guy with glasses who played in a cover band. I, I might. Nobody, got, nobody cares if I live or die. You got no prospects. <laughs> Don't even yeah, Nothing on me. the horizon. Do you even have any reason for getting up in the morning? <laughs> Uh, I'm Jason, and as long as Mike doesn't inconvenience me, he can, he can keel over wherever. <laughs> Mine is Nick. I play drums or I try to. Poorly. Yeah. Imitate other people playing drums. Yeah, that's pretty close. Okay, we're in a band. <laughs> See ya. Last one. Wait, wait. Do I do it now? <laughs> are, are we rolling yet? <laughs> I heard an eight count. Bye!